Welcome to Business and Investing with Grant and Charlie, where we are enhancing your complete set of skills to build wealth inside and outside your business. Charlie, this is awkward as hell saying welcome directly to your face. It's a bit different, mate. No. This is fantastic. Uh, have, you can't hide behind your no, screen. No, I can't. I'm like, this is 30 minutes of looking you in the eyes. That's what we've got to do. You lucky oh, man. Gosh, this is like, hey, fair. You know what? I'm going to continue on. For anyone listening to this, if you're like, what the heck are these guys talking about? If you watch the video, you'll actually see that Charlie and I are in the same room looking at each other. Now, if you want to be in the same room or feel like you're in the same room, Charlie, you know what they got to do? Get on the newsletter. Get on the newsletter. Head over to businessandinvesting.com forward slash newsletter. Put in your name and email and we'll notify you every single time we release one of these episodes. Now, without further ado, let's cue Charlie's infamous disclaimer. It's Charlie here from Business and Investing, and I need to let you know that Grant, myself, and the Business and Investing team are in no way, shape, or form qualified to give you personal or specific financial advice. We strongly encourage you seek out and use professionals when you are making investment decisions or comparing investment products. Grant, this is definitely a bit different. This is deep. <laughs> Look at me in the eyes for 30 minutes, Charlie. Straight 30 minutes. I'm enjoying it so far. It's just the awkward, <laughs> the awkward feel. Well, I feel like it's a very relevant conversation we get to have on this episode today. Yes. So today's topic and what we're going to be covering is the importance of getting away. And we're talking about like physically getting away here. So uh, you and I are actually on location with the mobile podcast recording kit, doing a lot of planning doing a lot of preparation and then hopefully making some quality podcasts as well. Is getting away something you've done in the past? 110%. Like I think I've grinded before and haven't got away and it's always ended badly. And so I took that very early on and I'm like, I have to get away completely. You know, I don't think this is anything we've actually like spoken about directly before, but this is something I used to do like routinely, very, very routinely. I would use it as almost like a tool. This was like a something to pull out of the toolbox when I was looking to get a certain type of result. Would, so you would go, would you hit like a plateau and you'd be like, I need to get away or would you go the routine quarterly or would you go, I want to level up, I need to get away? Like, Was it like a trigger that you just like, no, nah, I need to get away now? So, so the very first time I experimented with this was actually on the back of a copywriting course. <laughs> so this could go way back. So I was in um, a room with Bond Helbert, which is the son of Gary Helbert, one of the greatest copywriters of all time, although Bond is an excellent copywriter as well. Second. It's got to be tough having that last name and being in that industry, I will say. It's always second in the shadow. How do you feel about like Tiger Woods' son playing golf? (laughs) Dude, I'd be the guy that would name his kid Junior, like just to try and have the legacy go on. Yeah, or like even Michael Jordan's kids like playing basketball. Oh, you're never going to. Yeah, you're never going to come up to that level. Well, to his credit, Bond has actually done an astronomically good job of carrying his father's legacy in copywriting. He's an excellent copywriter. Totally. But um, one of the things he used to talk about was writer's block, right? And the idea being of like how he solved it in copywriting was like they'd get to this point where they were frustrated or they couldn't find the right hook or they couldn't do it. And then the way they'd solve it is just like go for a drive, go for a weekend away. Yeah. And he would tell these stories about how him and Gary – would literally like grab some books, grab some pen and paper because, you know, computers weren't or laptops weren't up what they were today. 
go away for these weekends and inevitably they would solve whatever sales letter they were working on from the weekend away. Like, and then it became, they realized this. So rather than waiting till they were frustrated, they started like, uh, what would you call it? Like routinely. Yeah. Like it was intentionally part of the process. So they would do it to like instigate new ideas or invoke new ideas because it would make their copy and business and everything better. So once they noticed the effects, it became the standard. So I'm, I'm, I'm in this room. Funnily enough, in a mastermind weekend away, in the room, hearing about invoking this as the idea. <laughs> and then took this on board. So I uh, did the quarterly thing initially, decided, hey, hang on a second, weekends away aren't that bad, kind of nice. So went all out on it for a good few years with Bianca pre-kids. We would do at least, geez, I'm going to say at least two a quarter. Amazing. Yeah. It's funny that you say that. Like, what is it? Bill Gates does his like two weeks a year where he takes that bag of books. We stole that idea. We did that as well. Although I must say iPads, Kindle Reader. But I loved (laughs) the idea. I don't want to cut down some trees just to read. Just curiously, what were you and I doing at 5.30 a.m. this morning? (laughs) You can imagine, so two guys have gone away for a four-day weekend in bed by nine and then smack bang on the couch reading (laughs) reading books at like 5 a.m. with a coffee in hand. Uh, Yes. Uh, Funnily enough, so I did something similar, but mine triggered off from Sam Ovens where he used to get away for one week a quarter. And so I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. And he walks through exactly what he does. And I'm like, that's a really fascinating approach where he goes either out into the wilderness, either out to snowfields or anything like that, and just try to use that to build creativity into himself. And so when I was living in the Philippines, what I would actually do was go and go to like a five-star resort, which was like, it was like a two-hour trip from where I lived to this five-star resort. It was like amazing. And it'd be like, Friday, I'm out, I'm done. Four days later, I'll be back. Why do you think it's so effective? It's an interesting... because you're taking yourself out of your typical routine, your typical environment, and putting yourself into somewhere else, I think that changes the way that your brain thinks. Completely changes your state. Totally. Because, and funnily enough, like the way that I approach it is I always look at going, well, how can I stay somewhere better that I aspirationally would like to be? So I'm not trying to go out into like some wilderness place that I'm like, I don't want to be here. So, so it's like future pacing. Totally. Totally. Like the place that we're at is right across the road from the beach and it's like a three-bedroom, two-story place. Like yeah, you can say it. It's pretty baller. I'm it's not. Nice. And so, and I looked at it and I'm like, this needs to be better than my apartment, which is great, and your house, which is great. And I'm like, how do you do that? We have pretty high standards in that area. <laughs> well, imagine going to somewhere that's like lower. And because I'm like, if you're surrounded by something that's aspirational, surrounded by like, for example, when I went to resorts, it was other people would always cook for me. People would, I would literally just have everything on standby and whatever I wanted to do, I'd be able to go. Um, But then I also like the idea of like not really being bound by some kind of constraints. Like when you're at your house, you've got to feed Jack, for example, you've got- Yeah, he's still getting fed. (laughs) No, but- uh, yeah, but then you have meetings, you'll, you'll be like, oh, I've got to go to the gym. But when you're out, there's, there is no gym. Like you've got to try and create that yourself. And so it takes you entirely out of this environment. And I think it just invokes creativity, but also allows you to unpack a whole heap of your problems. Yeah, I think routine is dangerous. And I'll express this is like, you might have a great routine for what you're doing now. So I'll use, uh, again, I seem to always use fitness analogies, right? So we'll go with that. If you're in a routine right now where you're doing the same exercise every week, doing the same food, and, and maybe it's working really well for you in a specific area, 
it's not working for you in other areas. Yeah. So when I look at that, I think if you're someone who lives a very routine life, which business owners tend to, their calendars tend to be very scheduled, very like consistent week on week. So it might be a few that don't have that, but they're kind of betting in the same like state, thinking, Completely. food, environment. So what are the chances of gaining a new perspective within that? Right? If you do the same things every week, you're not getting the exposure to different things to actually create new ideas or new thoughts. And um, I think, have you had this experience just to illustrate it? Have you ever gone on a holiday, right? And there's something on the holiday that has made you see it differently and you've thought about it for your business. So maybe like you see a product or something, you go, oh, I wonder if that would sell in Australia or they're upselling this. Maybe I could sell this in my business, right? It's like the experience creates the new idea. Totally. I've, I've actually had that like when I've gone overseas like with food. I'm like, oh, why can't Australia just do pizza like the Italians do? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's the quality of the food. I'm like, why can't you just go and get that quality straight across? And I'm like, that's that creativity of going, well, maybe there's some other part of my business that I could be improving on, like the ingredients of when you go to Italy versus just continuing to sort of repeat yourself in your own environment. It was just going, oh, I'm sure I can solve the quality problem. And like, you know, you just need to get out and see it. Totally. The other one I, I think comes into this. So the routine, definitely an environment you touched on like as well, which I think is there. But I'm going to say like brain space. Oh, I love this. Go on. Yeah. So uh, for us, we work online. Although I imagine if you work in an office, it's not much different. Or even when I was a trade, it actually wasn't any different. But there's constantly things coming at you all day, every day yep. as a business owner. So whether it's pings, Slack notifications, emails, people in your office, sales calls. Like it's a very like on environment. Yep. It's an execution environment where it's almost the reverse when you have time away. Like even in the time we've only been here for like not even 24 hours yet. And in that time, the deloading of the brain and it kind of slows down even into itself. Like there's space to digest yep. things and think through them properly that you just wouldn't do in sitting at the desk in your normal environment. The way I think about it is basically my business goes on pause in my mind, right? Like, yes, the team will still execute whilst I'm away and like a, if it was a weekday, right? But it goes on pause in the sense that any problems that I'm aware of, any client challenges that I'm aware of, anything like that, I will not try to solve whilst I'm away. Like it will be there when I get back because I need my, my brain and my mind to decompress and literally be everywhere else. Can you break that down? So you're kind of saying that you would go on a weekend away and maybe there's a problem going on in your business or something you're trying to solve to take yourself to the next level. Completely. So you're not trying to solve that when you're having that time away so from a strategic perspective yes so if i'm sitting there going like uh, maybe this product is not profitable enough or maybe even could be even more macro which is like maybe i have a product that's not profitable enough like i will take those things with with me on the getaway but what i'm not going to take is uh what's the project update on this client delivery or hey, did the team send out that report on Friday? Like those things are like the transactional, like business as usual activities. I'm like, no, leave them behind. I'm not going to focus on them. But the projects are the ones that I will think through. But I'll always try and think of bigger ones. Like I don't want to think of a project that can be executed next week. I want to think of a project I'm going to sink my teeth into for like the next month, three months, six months. So probably a better way to frame it up would be like, yeah, the BAU things, business as usual, that pause couldn't care less like the team knows what to do and they'll be fine with dealing with it 
and the bigger projects and problems are that they're the ones that come with me in order for me to decompress them. Do you find spontaneous thoughts also come up for you? Like just random things that you wouldn't have come up in your normal routine as well? Totally. And uh, <laughs> I always think about this like meditation, right? So when you're meditating, you have like all of this noise and they call it like the monkey brain. Like it's just like running through the back of your head. And the second that you just give your brain the time to sort of file that away and like put it into folders, put it into files and stuff like that, your brain then gets to a state where it's like, well, hang on now and that's when you start leaning into like a clarity or like a zen state and that's when the most valuable part of meditation is it's almost like you just don't give your brain time to sort of file everything away and so that is the clarity in my opinion so that's like the decompression completely so what'll happen like this how many times have you spoken to someone who's like i've gone away on a holiday like not business related and it took me three days to slow down and stop and actually be on holiday and then they're on holiday. And it's like, so from a seven-day holiday, it took me three days to get into it. And then it was only four-day holiday and then they got back to work. That's that decompression. I am deeply concerned for people that live their life like that. I feel like that's for the people that live a little bit more intensely than I do these days. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. And so, to me, that's why, like, to your point, the creativity kicks in. Like, this new level of problem kicks in. Because, like, if you've got all these challenges or problems or things that you're trying to solve, so can you get through them? Or your brain just goes, oh, there is time for me to think through them. It's like, what else? Could I think more creatively? Could I think bigger? Could I think more macro? Like, instead of just trying to solve the same things the same ways repetitively. Well, I do think it's interesting that we're talking about the topic of weekends away and how powerful they were. Because the last time you and I did this, we went away to Dramana in Victoria, which I had a great time. It was one of the best, like, weekends away I've had. It was amazing. We actually came up for the idea of this podcast on that weekend away. Yep. So it was a huge uh, decision and a lot of thinking through. And I remember sitting, uh, do you remember sitting at the table going through like the brand methodology and what we wanted mm-hmm. to actually share with people? Dude, you know how often I bring up that methodology as well? <laughs> like, I still can't believe this four day weekend has turned into something that I still come back to and has created what? Hundreds, I think this is the 100th episode. Like 100 episodes later, this, what? It was a big idea. Totally. That we needed to digest. And I would go as far to say, I don't think, well, one, the podcast would exist, but two, that it would be as powerful as it is today. Totally. Like we sat down and went over that diagram, like of how we were going to, I suppose, share our ideas around what it means to be a wealthy business owner. How can you start talking about these things? And it was, it was really powerful. But one of the best things that came from that was that because we had so much time to think creatively about it, like we'll throw out shitty ideas. Well, no, like I'll throw out 95% shitty ideas, you 5%. And then what we'll do is we'll kind of bring them in, put them on like a Google sheet or write them down and we'll just go, no, like that doesn't make sense. That doesn't work. That's too deep. It's too intellectual. It's too basic. It's too simple. But you need that space and that creativity just to go, well, day one, we actually didn't progress anywhere. And then day two, oh, now maybe we're putting something together, right? And then by the end of it, you know, wow, that took three days to actually get this one little thing and it doesn't matter. <laughs> it was like, well, if, imagine if you're just like, hey, Charlie, Greg, can you just come up with this concept of the podcast and like the methodology that sits behind it? Sure, no worries at all. Like, just give me the afternoon and I'll bang it out. Like, but if, if you have that creativity, you get away and it, it doesn't matter. Good ideas, shit ideas, it's irrelevant. It's just more getting the mind thinking through it. And that's what I loved about it. 
how do you feel about this? And I will say, I'm going to preface this in saying the idea that's been coming up for me as we've been away here is actually doing bigger weekends away. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, yeah. So, like the idea, and when I say bigger, I don't like mean like bigger house. Well, that kind of comes. No, I was going to say, it. I'm like, wait, what? M- more people. Like, what would happen if we did more weekends away and let's say brought more people with us who have different perspectives and ideas? Totally. Like, I think that's there. So the question I want to kind of pose on the back of this, how do you feel about like weekends away alone, which I must say I've had some really good success with versus like weekends away with other people that are in business or potentially with like partners or wives? Yeah. I love the fact you bring up a bigger place because the third bedroom here literally has our golf clubs in it. Excuse me, that's requirement. <laughs> it's like we're walking. It's like, oh, still got golf clubs. Well, you know, I know you. Do you know how I know you're getting addicted to golf? <laughs> what well, would I prioritize? Like before I put our bags anywhere, the first thing I did you was put practically them. tucked those clubs <laughs> into a bed. Dude, I actually am like, if I put them here, Charlie can get his clubs. I can get my clubs. It just doesn't matter. Like these things are perfectly positioned. She's <laughs> the observation. It's, it's very cute. Uh, but to come back to your point. Uh, time away versus time with um, like partners, etc. So it's really interesting. There is there is time for you to be away by yourself because you need to decompress, right? Like you and I being in this environment together. If I had a whole heap of challenges that I was personally facing, I could not decompress with you here. Like what I would be doing is I'd be utilizing you in order for me to sort of bandage up some of the wounds or just like cover up some of the wounds because I'd feed off your energy and you'd feed off my energy, et cetera. But there is always a time to just get away, have your own time, just decompress, fight your own demons. I think it's severely undervalued. Totally. And I think this is why a lot of people hate meditation because they're like my brain just like – I don't want to face the things that happen. I'm like, it's probably the best thing you can do. Shut off your phone and just like sit there and deal with it. Uh, do, do you know what the idea would be in my mind? I need like a weekend away on my own, then come back for a week, then do a weekend away from you where I can take these ideas and then like get feedback on them now and like actually make it something more. It's like just mull over. Yeah. And then so the three buckets I'd put it in. So 100% need time away from yourself. No, I don't think you need to do like the Bill Gates two weeks kind of thing. I, like. It might just be one night away. Maybe maybe he knows something we don't know. I, I actually, I, I would argue that potentially he does. But imagine if someone's listening to this who's never done it. It's like saying, hey, Charlie, go from never fasting to fasting for two weeks. And it's like, man, the hurdle's just way too big versus just going, maybe just fast for two days and see how you feel. <laughs> First day I missed breakfast. I was like, I think I'm, I think I'm going to die. <laughs> My body's eating itself. I'm having a reaction. <laughs> this is outrageous. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so like the first bucket, I'm like 100% have to go away by yourself. The second one is you should go away with a business partner or like a mastermind or a group to feel the infection, to bring the Peers. ideas to base. completely. And again, like that should be a safe space, a creative space. Like you're not trying to push some kind of agenda. It's just, hey, I just want to be around other people, share my thoughts, share my concerns, and hear theirs. And Vicky Versa, we're all going to grow through it themselves. But then on the third part is you're just going to have to go away with your partner. That is not a business holiday. That is, a, yes, she's part of your personal wealth and like she, she's probably supportive of, or he's probably supportive of your business. But that's a personal environment. It's like trying to call your house that you live in an investment property. It's not. Do, do you know what's interesting though? The, the partner one, I'll go through these in a way I've been thinking about them a little bit. The ones on my own, 
It's like, if I go away on my own, it's because there's immense challenge in general. It's like I'm trying to decompress and like, all right, I'm not in the situation I, I, I want to be in. I need to start working through this. Change of environment, putting some thought into it. I'm going to do a lot of like writing and thinking and trying to cement down a plan of what to do for me or some options. When, when I go with peers, like even what we're doing now, what's interesting is like it's more actually feedback and um, I suppose just looking at different things. And like even this morning, it's like I'm, I'm kind of observing how you're doing your morning routine and going, what can I pick up here? What's something different here? And I, I'm vulnerable to like, hey, you, you see what's going on in my business. Like what would you change? Totally, totally. It's actually the best thing because I do exactly the same thing as you like shit all over my inability to do clean presses on kettlebells. <laughs> like, mate, that's did, not how you do it. Do you know what? I wish I did record the mornings. So Grant and I brought a couple of kettlebells on this trip because we're trying to stay in shape at the moment. So bad. And let's just say, like, it's not not that it was a competition, but if it was. I'm putting out, it wasn't a competition? Oh, man, i got to improve myself. Uh, this is one of those things, though, genetics. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I do have very good uh, athlete genetics, but you could definitely use some training. <laughs> My kettlebell swing was not too bad. It was the clinical. Your form was really good, actually. Yeah. But anyway, coming back to this. So, the, the middle tier of, like, weekends away is the peer one I'm talking about. Not that it's middle, but the peer-based ones from there. Yeah. When I go away with <clears throat> Bianca, do you know the – and you won't know because this is for me, so I'm just going to share Maybe it with you. I do know, but yeah, go. It's celebratory. Yeah. So when I go away with Bianca and, and now Jack, it's actually like taking a moment to go look what we've achieved and to be grateful for it. So it's like it's a very different type of perspective that's created depending on who is with you on these types of things. And I, I must admit, this is something I've done really poorly is like, I literally remember the first day I had a million dollar business, so did the seven figures in a year. I was like, after ensuring there was no parade, which I did look around and check. <laughs> the Where, parade organizer was off that day, Charlie. Where's, where's meant, my medal? It was meant to be a parade. It was, he was busy. Straight back into it next day. And it was like already there. There was no time taken to go, hey, like you just done something totally. pre- pretty special. Like a lot of business owners don't make it to this point. Like, bit of encouragement, bit of acknowledgement. I wish I had celebrated more of the journey and the things that happened along the way. Totally. So I find that the people you go with and the activities you do make such a difference in that way. Did you ever have like a win in business when you were single? And I guess because you were running your business mostly when you were with Bianca. Dude, it is so lonely and sad. I remember I was living in the Philippines. I'd have like a win in business, and I was like, I was single, and I was just me in the Philippines in business. Go, goes like, over to the cupboard, gets out a <laughs> tin of soup for one. You see, like the little party poppers. <laughs> so uh, the reason I share that is like bring other people in on the journey. Like bring someone else in who's going to celebrate the wins with you as well. Like if you are alone on this journey, like this is obviously a situation where like you need to tailor it to what you're facing. But I think those three buckets are critical. And I'll add on to your sort of story with you and Bianca with sort of Hazel and myself where when we get away, uh, we have two types of getaways. We have like a holiday, which is like a let's go see sites, let's go do things. And then within that, we might have a night or two where it's like, hey, let's talk about our goals. What are you trying to do for the next year or five years? Or are you happy with where we are? What, what would you change about today? Like, do you happy with where you live? Are you happy with what you drive? Are you happy with the work you're doing? Like, where does that kind of sit? And I actually incorporate that into the getaways that Hazel and I have. 
So distinctly, you guys were going like a holiday, which is like, like this is holiday. Yeah, holiday. We're going to be sloths. We're going to eat, enjoy. Like shit. Yeah. yeah, and then there's getaways, which is more like, hey, we're going to do a bit of like life review, completely uh, achievement, recognition, gra- gratefulness, maybe a bit of planning, life planning. Yep. So when we, so for example, like when we went to Europe, we went <laughs> to your, yeah, we went became sloths, right? So Yeah, we, I saw you when you got back. You definitely did. <laughs> and then, but what we did, um, and it comes back to what I was saying at the start, which is like try and have something that you aspirationally want. Like we went to Santorini in Greece and got like a place that was like a thousand bucks or something at night. Like just stupidly expensive. Yeah, and it was, the, the W in Bali. The W in Bali, yeah. right? And it's like, well, why? And you go, well, this should be standardized, but what better place to do planning and thinking because you're, there is no limit. It's like, well, all these other people are here as well. Like, what? how do they standardize this? How do they do this? Like, how do we sort of continue to push this as a norm as opposed to being at a 20-buck Airbnb hostel kind of thing and just going, hey, you want to think about our next five years together and where we could potentially be? Because <laughs> like, it's a very different environment. I, I couldn't be more for these things at this stage of life. Though. Totally. I'm a really big believer in state management, right? So if you're uh, going super cheap on holidays and you're, or in this case, getaways, use your word. But yep. let's say you're doing, let's say you're planning to go do a weekend away to do some thinking time and reflection. If you go super cheap, when you get there, the state that's going to put you in for thinking is going to be super cheap. Totally. Right, which I think is like super dangerous, just using the word super as much as I can. <laughs> but then on the other side of things, if you go to somewhere more aspirational, I think it changes the thinking. Totally. So I would say that the investment you make in better accommodation for these types of things actually has a knock-on effect in the way that you will solve these problems. Like environment is just so important and the state it gets you in is so important when it comes to it. Uh, um, I love booking places that just have like basically like a 24-7 buffet. <laughs> like it's like of, breakfast. Of course there. you do. Because I just, uh, not because I eat like a sloth, but sure, I eat like a sloth. Because I get to go there. Like, it's literally like I'm halfway through thinking, I'm like, you know what? The limiter right now is food. I need to go get food. I'm not going out to a restaurant to try and find something. Like, I might call room service. I'm just like, cool, I'm just going to go to level three. I'm just going to go get some food and I'm just going to go back. Right. Um, same with places like pools and balconies and things like that. Places that I can go out, take my iPad you, with You me. need that time freedom. Sometimes you want to think outside. Sometimes you want to think inside. Sometimes you want to think in the bed. Sometimes you want to think on the beach. Like just having that adaptability has just always helped me as well. <laughs> I will say one other thing that comes with that when you're selecting a place, being able to see an ocean or a mountain totally. or some sort of like ridiculous view, like that would be something that's in like Yellowstone. Yeah. Or, or even um, when I was in Japan, I remember being in the top of one of these buildings and the city view was like so aspirational. So it doesn't have to be like rural or anything. I think there's some city views that are amazing as well. But some sort of view seems to be impactful on that as well. Totally. Agreed. All right. So um, just to share a story here. So for my 30th birthday, um, Bianca had gotten me a trip to Bali to the W. That was like the thing to go do our planning. So we like intentionally set up my 30th birthday as like a review Amazing. point in our life. So we celebrated it. We, uh, we enjoyed the moments and shared what we we're grateful for, which I thought was really awesome. And then we actually, that was the moment we decided to have Jack and set the plan for kids. So and set the plan for business. And I go, without that time away to gain perspective and putting intention behind it, probably never would have happened. But I think it also makes it more special as well. Like I've spoken to you and Bianca about that and there was like a little green book or something. 
<laughs> the Green Ninja book. The Green Ninja book, yeah. <laughs> right? Like there's this intention about it. Like, is, it's funny. Wait, is it Smiggle that's at the airports? Yeah, Smiggles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when we were going to Bali, um, we'll get in there. I was like, oh, I need to write something down. I like didn't have a notebook or anything. So I went to a Smiggle and bought this little green book with a ninja on it. <laughs> That's the little green ninja book. But you know what's funny? I could literally go up to Bianca right now without prefacing anything. I'd be like, what are your thoughts of the little green ninja book? And you'll just see this huge smile on her face because of the intention and the change that happened. Do you know what's scary though? What? Everything we put in that book came true. (sighs) That's power, Charlie. I try, like, I'm clearly on the woo scale. Let's get real. Anyone who's listened to this podcast for long <laughs> enough can be like, all right, Charlie's done some I'm still trying to be relatable. I'm still trying to be relatable. I'm, t- I'm hiding my woo. <laughs> Trying. It's not working. I think the area of personal development is an interesting one, and we may come back to that. But I, I've definitely tried some of these things. I think too many people have had good experiences with personal development and trying some woo practices for there not to be something in there. Totally. Does it all work? No idea. Yeah. Have enough people who do meditation come out and become billionaires? Yes. So if Ray Dalio and Arnold Schwarzenegger are on that woo scale and they've achieved those things, I'm open to it. Totally. Anyway, coming back uh, to this one here is that when you have a few experiences like where you buy a Green Ninja book from Smiggle, write down a bunch of things that seem crazy at the time and then to look at it a few years later and go, it happened. Yeah. Where's the harm? Why not? Why not? Totally. And it's, it's funny that you mentioned that. <clears throat> if you go to Hazel and talk to her about Greek yogurt with fresh honey, it will elicit this memory of her and I sitting with a view over Santorini having like was an excellent combination I've never had that combination before and so it created like kind of similar to your Green Ninja book which was like this thing where it's like every time we have it I'm like oh do you remember <laughs> when we were talking about what we were going to do and our aspirations and this thing it's just fascinating how like if you create those experiences there will always like be like these trigger points to go oh that's when we decided that's when we changed this that's when we approached it a different way well that's why I think it's so important I yep. think getting away and getting perspective across the varieties of ways you can do it is there. Um, I want to shift the conversation a little bit though because uh, if anyone's made it to this part in the podcast, I dare say they're wanting to do weekends away and I think that's a really good thing. I, I, think, every, I think every business owner should have some practices and use this as a tool. But I want to make this a little bit more tactical so that if someone does go and has a weekend away, and it might be three days, four days, two days, might be one day, like duration I don't think is as important as the practice. Totally. How do you approach it? Grant, we did it again. Everyone's going to hate us. <laughs> we spoke for way too long on that episode. It's the getaway. This is infectious, Shadow. What did we expect <laughs> when we go away <laughs> You know, when we prepared this episode, I thought this is only going to be like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. maybe. Like. But there was so much to talk on the idea of doing getaways and spending time away from your business. We're going to break this episode into two parts. Dun, dun, dun. So for anyone who is listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to get part of that second part, which I highly recommend that everybody does. Be sure that you're on the newsletter and we'll actually tell you when we release the next one. So head over to businessandinvesting.com forward slash newsletter, put in your name and email and we'll email you the second that part two comes out. John, is there anything else you wanted to tell everybody about? I hope the video on that iPad is recording. <laughs> Dude, that's really like in the back of my mind. Oh, we'll, we'll get more comfortable <laughs> we'll, with it. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, 
Thank you very much. And we'll catch you on part two in the next episode of Business and Investing.